Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hello and welcome to Walk with God. You know, Walt and I have been reading through the story of Moses and and working our way through that book of Exodus. But today, we want to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Moses' words as he's nearing the end of his life, the people of Israel have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, and it soon will be time for them to enter the land God promised. Who did he promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Deuteronomy 6.10 tells us, And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you so much, the good hand of God. And this is what he tells them as we continue here in Deuteronomy 6. There will be great and good cities. Oh, and by the way, children of Israel, you didn't build them. And then in 11, these houses will be filled with good things that you did not fill. And the cisterns that you did not dig. These cisterns are collecting water for you to drink, but you didn't do the hard work of digging them and plastering them and capturing that rainfall, that precious water that comes. And then there's the vineyards and the olive trees. Children, you did not plant those, but you will eat and you're going to be full. But then These words come in verse 12, and we are going to be coming back to this over and over in today's episode. Take care, lest you forget the Lord. Lest you forget the Lord, what has he done? He brought you out of the land of Egypt. Remember the slavery while you were in Egypt? Remember how you were treat, how poorly you were treated? You were there for 430 years and those last years were brutal. You were slaves. It is the Lord your God you shall fear and you shall serve. Don't forget the Lord. He's brought you out of Egypt. And you know, what is our slavery? Our slavery is sin. Every single one of us, we are slaves to sin. And he has paid the price. He's brought us out. Therefore, we should fear and serve the Lord our God. I have a head to heart here. God gives good gifts to his children. Do do we take time to notice the great and the good, as he calls the cities in this promised land, have I acknowledged in my life that that it is full of many good things? Oh, that we would would each have hearts filled with gratitude, that we would allow those words of thanksgiving to just flow freely from our tongues. How can we do this? Well, every day, practice. It is a practice, an attitude of gratitude. We've heard this. We hear it often, but do we take the time each day to notice those good things? Maybe it's when you're on a walk. Maybe it's in the morning while your coffee or your tea is steeping. 
but keep a gratitude list, a journal. Maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's in the evening. We have a jar on our coffee table that we put things um, in. We write the date and we make note of things that have happened in the year. A good practice to remember. Do not forget what the Lord has done for you. You know, Brenda, as you were talking through that list and you said, remember, I'm going to give you cities that you didn't build and I'm going to give you houses and I'm going to give you cisterns and I'm going to give you, and he uses both the idea of you're going to have grapevines and you're going to have olive trees and all these things will be there for you. Kind of we read through them and we're saying, oh, that's nice, that's nice. But all of those things represent not just a few weeks or even a few years. They represent years and years and years of hard work and investment. And God says, that's the good gift I'm going to give you. You, you. you should have that gratitude. And I think that so often, um, at least I struggle with this, I struggle to look at the things I don't yet have or that I really wanted or somebody else has. And, and I don't, oh, let me stop and let me remember the good things God has done. Well, even as we get into this section of Deuteronomy, we need to realize that the children of Israel has been have been there in Egypt Egypt, Exodus twelve forty says they've been the sons of Israel have lived in Egypt four hundred and thirty years, and that's from Joseph to Moses, and then also in Galatians three seventeen, it says that they've lived there from the time of the confirming of the Abrahamic covenant to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They've lived there for four hundred and thirty years until the Mosaic law, and so the people of Israel don't know really that much. They don't remember. It's been four hundred and thirty years since. Since they've had kind of a, a geography lesson or seen what's going on in Israel. And just a few quick points, because God's going to say he's going to provide for them. The state of Israel right now is about the state, size of the state of New Jersey. So Israel and New Jersey are very similar in size. Or, or for our international listeners, and, and by the way, we thank God for you. People in over 50 different countries listen to this podcast. We thank God for you. It's about twice the size of Lebanon, or it's about less than a quarter the size of Jordan. It's two neighbors. It's not that big. And one of the principles, one of the things that you need to know about Israel is that rainfall increases as you travel north in Israel, as you go up in elevation, and as you go closer to the Mediterranean Sea or to the west. That means rainfall decreases as you travel south and east away from the Mediterranean Sea and as you go lower in elevation. And, and thus, the, the, the difference that in Israel, on the top of Mount Hermon, Israel receives over 50 inches or almost over 1.3 meters of precipitation a year. While in the south near the Dead Sea, Israel receives less than two inches. It is a desert down there less than 50 millimeters of rain each year. And so as we go on into this text, we need to realize God's going to make some promises and tell them, because this is going to be a different place to where they've been living the last 430 years. Yeah, and this is as we're walking into Deuteronomy, and and while you're giving us a feel for what is in this promised land, it's very different from where they've come from Egypt. It's very different from where they just spent 40 years in the wilderness. And 
we often look at these first five books in the um, what would be the New Testament, the Torah, right? Those five books that Moses wrote, and then he wrote one of the Psalms, Psalm 91, are is credited also to Moses. But when we get to Deuteronomy 6, beginning in verse 20, it's interesting, it is history, when your son asks you in the time to come, do we remember what has happened before us? That word remember. So we're going to repeat over and over today. Remember and lest you forget. So when your son asks you, what's the meaning of the statutes and the testimonies and the rules that God's commanded? This is what you're going to say to them. And this is a history lesson. We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt, what? With his mighty hand, the Lord showed signs and wonders great and grievous against Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. That's history. That's the story That's our legacy. And he, the Lord, brought us out from there that he might bring us in and give us this land that he swore to give to our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as we saw in those first verses today. The Lord has commanded us to keep these statutes, to fear the Lord, that he might preserve us alive. So when your son, when your daughter asks, what do we need to do? We need to remember. Remember, the Lord has shown signs and wonders. Tell the stories. You know, God heard our cries. God saw our distress. He has cared for us in our times of need. Share those stories with your children, the testimony of what God has done. These verses give us a practice of what we need to be doing in our lives. And and Brenda, Moses wrote this book at the end of his life, probably the last couple of months of his life, he wrote the book of Deuteronomy. And there's some important truths he wants the people of Israel to remember. And we keep using that word, remember. It's used almost more times here in Deuteronomy than all the rest of the Torah or the Pentateuch combined. It's used 15 times. And, and kind of there's this parallel. We, we need to remember and we, we need to be careful not to forget. And in Deuteronomy 7, he continues, if you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, and remember that happened at the very beginning of this 40 years. Uh, the people saw themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes and in the enemy's eyes. And so because of that, because of their lack of faith, they were not able to go into the land and they wandered for a generation, 40 years. Um, you need to remember the Deuteronomy 7 18 says, remember what the Lord your God did with Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. Remember the great trials that your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders and the mighty hand of the Lord. And even as as we do this, um, one this is just a head to heart. Often we stop and we say, okay, it's not just about the head knowledge of what the scripture is teaching. We need to transfer that into our heart and then out into our lives. And as we talk about this, often we'll challenge you as our listeners, consider how God could apply his word and its principles to your life. But this week, as, as I was studying this passage, I became convicted. Um, I became convicted that I need to go back through the last 45 years of my life because 45 years ago this coming week, on July 13th, 1978, 
I place my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ. And God has done some amazing things in my life. And, and yet, it's so easy not to remember. It's so easy to forget. And so one of my applications that I've decided is that even in the coming weeks, I'm going to go back and I'm going to write it each year from July 13th, 1978 to now, July 13th. What year is it? 2023. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> I'm, these last 45 years, I'm going to write down and I'm going to have at least a sentence or two about each one of those years and, and what God did. I'm going to remember some of the great things he's done, uh, some of the ways he reminded me that he was now the Lord of my life, not me any longer. And I would encourage any of our listeners, as, as they think about that, to get a, a list like that, a list of remembrance of what God has done in your life, each of the years that you've placed your faith and your trust in him. And even as you share that, well, that is what Moses is leading his people to over and over as you go through these different chapters in in Exodus, as you go through um, in Deuteronomy, we're seeing it today as even we're only looking at chapters six, seven, and eight. But as you walk through the Psalms over and over again, you see, remember what the Lord did for you in Egypt. In Psalms, the word remember appears even more times than it does in Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 4, it begins with, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Friends, do you get it? (laughs) Moses wants them to remember what happened those 40 years in the wilderness. And there, as he goes into this, it's even a greater purpose. He's saying, this is why I want you to remember. This is the work God was doing. He was working that he might humble you. In verse 2, it tells us, testing that you would know what was in your heart. God wants to know what's in our heart. He is testing us. He wants to humble us, not not so that we are broken down and we are useless, but he wants our hearts to be totally turned over to you. Will to him? Will you keep his commandments? What? And, and Brenda, even as you say that, I I just think of the dependence. Mm. Um, we want to be independent, or we want to depend on ourselves. And in these passages, when God um, through Moses is repeatedly saying, "You need to remember, you need to remember that you need to humble yourself and depend on me. You you cannot operate independently." Yeah, and he. And that's part of that humbling, that testing. And then as we walk into verse three, it says, and he humbled you. So it said it in two, he might humble you, test you now in three, and he humbled you and let you hunger. And he fed you with manna. Hunger is a way that God can get our attention if we'll allow it. That whole idea of fasting, of waiting on the Lord to provide for us. You know, man does not live by bread alone. And Moses says this right here, that that he might let you know, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus 
repeated these words in Matthew 4, 4, as Satan was tempting him after he spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He says, no, man doesn't live by bread alone. I am looking to the Lord. I'm looking for his word, the word that he will give me. We pause here and we ponder the truth. Friends, God tells us, it is all about the heart. And you know, Brenda, even as you're saying this, um, I know I was taught this in the past, and it's true. Uh, the two books in the Old Testament that repeatedly talk about remembering uh, um, are Deuteronomy and Psalms. And those two books are the two most quoted books by Jesus Christ. Mm. And so if Jesus requoted yeah. them and reminded us and wanted us to hear those words, Boy, we, we should. Yeah, we, we run to those words. We want to cling in. to yeah. them. Exactly. Well, as we continue in Deuteronomy 8, um, God wants us to know something. I want you to know in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Why Why do you do discipline? Well, some, it's, it's, it's to punish bad behavior, but that's not what this passage is talking about. It's to train someone. It's to train your son in the right way to walk. And really in verse six, it says this, the training is in order that we keep the commandments of the Lord by walking in his ways and by fearing him. And then it continues right from that about fearing him and continuing in this way. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. It's a land of brooks and of water. It's a fountain and it's a springs flowing out of the valleys and the hills. And when you go to Israel, you'll go to spring after spring after spring. There's no big rivers in Israel. Remember, Abraham and Moses both grew up on mighty rivers, the Euphrates and the Nile. And yet God wanted them to realize they were going to have to trust him. Um, Don't let your heart become proud and forget the Lord. Do take care lest you forget the Lord your God and keep his commandments. These are issues of the heart. And remember, at the heart of the issue, it's always an issue of the heart. It's an issue issue of my heart. It's an issue of your heart as our listeners. And that's that pride in that heart, Walt, that, that you're sharing. And when I look at Deuteronomy 8, verses 15 and 16, I'm just reminded, you know, when I get into a good place, an easy time in life, what happens? We often, we forget the Lord. We aren't as faithful to turn to his word. We aren't spending that time in prayer. What happens? Move um, prayer will move. Pride will take that place of prayer. Pride moves into the center of my heart. I don't seek the Lord. I'm not running to his word. I don't acknowledge God's goodness in my life. Why? Because everything's good and easy. Look at what I have attained. You know, we need to praise the Lord for his goodness. And even in that chapter, it says, and by the way, when you become proud and arrogant and you're depending on yourself, God's going to withhold the rain. God's not going to bless you. You're not going to be um, encouraged. Your heavenly Father will not be pleased with you. And that should be something that motivates all of us. You know, we're reminded from Moses in this passage, um, don't forget the Lord ten times in this book. And not only that, do remember what God has done in your life and be thankful. Um, Fifteen times, remember, remember. And that's what God wants us to do. Let's pray together. Father God, prone to forget, that's us. 
God, we, we get caught up in our business and we begin to forget and we forget what you've commanded us to do. We forget what you've urged us to do. Lord, by your spirit, would you help us remember? Remember your goodness. Remember your provision. And here it was Israel experiencing the provision of God in the wilderness those 40 years. For us, it's the provision of God, of our forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ, that he's adopted us, that he's welcomed us into his family. Lord, would you make of us um, a less forgetful and a more remembering and thankful people? And until we come together again, God, would you help us to continue to walk with you, our God and our Savior. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.